0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast.
1: This is Future Talk. Future Talk.
2: Future Talk with Omyel Saleh and Hany Balkis.
3: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon. The weather is becoming spectacular today, just like you've heard on the news. But you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95, the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95.
1: Yes, Cindy, it is a beautiful day, Omnia. Now, the weather is sunny and it's breezy. And it's cool, and I love the weather. But uh, Omnia, you know what else I love? I love being anti-bullying. Yes. I hate bullies, and uh, <laughs> they need to be taught a lesson. But virtual workshops in the UAE are going to teach children on how to deal with bullies.
3: Yes, indeed. We can only fight bullies when we're well-equipped with tools to do so. But coming up on Future Talk as well, internationally, China is pushing for QR code-based dra- travel systems. Mm-hmm. So that means... We could become one step closer to traveling in the age of coronavirus without having a single point of fear. And this is exactly what China is working towards with its QR codes.
1: Yes, indeed. A lot of people were opting for this, that China will push for a QR code to kind of uh, ease the travel because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you want to make one million dollars per day, (laughs) well, me and Omnia have the chance for you to win that because Snapchat is going to have a spotlight which will pay users one million dollars a day for viral hits. So if you make something that is a hit, (laughs) let's say for example, you make a funny video, you will get paid a million dollars.
3: Well, will that lure TikTokers to start using Snapchat again? That's definitely something we're going to be discussing. But coming up on Future Talk as well, cybersecurity is the topic of today because today actually happens to be the United Nations Women Domestic Violence Awareness Day. So that means we're raising awareness against people using stockware against both genders so we're going to be discussing what is stockware software and how it could be installed on your device without you even knowing joining us today will be head of technical experts at kaspersky Kaspersky, right here in the middle east mr imad Hafar, who will be joining us to tell us more about this topic so it's definitely going to be one packed show
1: yes indeed very excited to talk with imad as we did have him on the show couple of months ago but we're going to be taking a short break and when we come back ladies and gentlemen we got everything that's happening right here in the uae and to all the way to china only here on pulse 95
0: you're listening to pulse
1: 95
2: daily digital news bits and bytes connect
1: our world bits but bits and bytes do connect to our world ladies and gentlemen and uh, when you're connected to the world you're open to a lot of things and especially as a child using the internet you do have access to literally anyone on planet earth now virtual workshops in the UAE are going to teach children on how to deal with with bullies whether it's online or even offline and this is a a subject that i'm very passionate about Mm -hmm. i'm anti-bullying i do not like bullies and i don't like making fun of other people on the internet or in real life as the saying does go sticks and stones can break my bones but words can never hurt me but we all do know the fact as we are older now That words do hurt.
3: (laughs) Yes, indeed. And they definitely leave a lifelong impact on someone. You might come across someone who said something mean to you as a child and you still carry it within you, even if you're 30 or 40 years old. And this is exactly why the UAE has definitely put a lot of efforts to try and put an end to cyberbullying. Because as you mentioned, Hani, especially online, a lot of children find it a lot easier to bully others. And even though we tend to associate bullying with being in school physically, it is still happening even through distance learning. Therefore, 12 virtual workshops and online sessions that are targeting about 1,082 children Young adults and parents are currently being organized by the Child Safety Department, and this is all happening as an effort done by the Supreme Council for Family Affairs in Sharjah during the UAE's fourth National Bullying Prevention Week. I love that we have a whole week to prevent bullying right here in the UAE.
1: Yes, cyberbullying is uh, is very big right now in the world, and we've talked about it countless times on the show about how cyberbullying and it can even go to the extent. Of taking lives, it doesn't even uh, kind of categorize only to children or adolescents, even to adults. Now, the workshops are held in cooperation with the Telecommunications Regulatory Authority, TRA, and the Ministry of Education to shed light on the negative impact of bullying on children and their future. Now, kind of telling about bullying in general. Yeah. Uh, even if someone said something to you as a statement, to "Hey, you didn't look good today," for example. This could kind of maybe stick with you two years, three years down the line. If you want to wear a certain piece of clothing, it would. but you remember that, hey, Muhammad three years ago said that didn't look good on me, right? So this was even even a bully. It was just a, a, a comment that hit you hard. So imagine if someone was bullying you and telling you offensive words, how it could stick to someone for years and years and years and years. And we do see it. There is research that does show that words stick to people 20, 30 years down the line, I've seen on the internet, I've seen in real life how how bullying does affect someone and mental and emotional abuse will affect a person to, to the extent where 40, 50 years down the line, whatever that person said when they were 10, 11, 12 years old will stick with them. So it's very important to educate our children right now that, hey, listen, here's how you deal with bullies and why are bullies bullying you. And here's what to do
3: absolutely and this is exactly why it is a great effort done by the UAE to raise awareness on bullying but more particularly cyber bullying mm-hmm. so these webinars panel discussions and virtual workshops will equip all those children with certain tools that they can do mentally and physically to try and fight off all those bullies in a way that does not deem uh, unproductive. So six different workshops will be held on cyberbullying for students at different private schools in the Emirate of Sharjah as well as the rest of the UAE. And it's basically targeting children between the ages 6 and 17 years Mm -hmm. old. There is one workshop that will be held at Al-Husun Nursery Students that will be targeting students that are a bit younger, aged four to five years old. You'd be surprised, Tani, at how young kids start suffering from, bully, uh, suffering from bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is exactly why a lot of cyber safety ambassador members such as Jamila Al-Zaabi, Salma Al-Tunaji and Batool Al-Tamimi uh, are all going to be organizing different workshops to target those children and to equip them with all the tools that they need to put an end to cyberbullying.
1: Yes, indeed. that's very important to put, I don't even think that we'll go to a time where cyberbullying will end because there's a lot of cowards online who will use the online platforms to voice an opinion they would never voice it in real life because obviously, if you say something in real life, there is consequences. And now, thankfully, in the UAE, if you say something that is offensive online, you will be facing the consequences, whether it's a court, whether it's a fine, Or whatever, because right here in the UA, thankfully, the wise leadership here it tackles every problem that could hurt the community.
3: Hundred percent, even if it's online.
1: Even if it's online. So people who want to break the rules aren't safe offline or online.
3: Hundred percent. But let's move on to talk a little bit about the dream of many people right now at the moment. The dream that has slowly been returning back to reality, but not the full reality yet. China is pushing for a QR code based global travel system. So that basically means QR codes may just be opening up the doors for international travel to feel a lot more normal again.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, the president of China has called for a global mechanism that would use QR codes to open up international travel. Now, a lot of people do want to travel. And unfortunately, the airline industry has took a big hit on their finances as a lot of people did not travel or a lot yeah. of people were not using airliners in general. Now, these codes will be used to establish a traveler's health status, but a lot of human rights advocates are saying that the codes could be used for a broader political monitoring and exclusion, mm. which, uh, I mean, you, it's coming there's out of point. China. Yeah. So there's a, there, it does sometimes raise that question mark. But the president did make these comments, at the G20 Summit, which is an online meeting of heads of state from the world's 20 largest economies, which was hosted by Saudi Arabia over the weekend in Riyadh.
3: Yes indeed. Now he did announce that these codes would be used to recognize health certificates based on the nucleic acid test results. He didn't go further into details about how the travel scheme might work or how closely it would be modeled on China's QR code apps which have been used previously at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic to help contain the virus on the mainland. Mm -hmm. Now the QR codes are basically barcodes that can be read by using your mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Just like you would go to a grocery store and find all of those different barcodes that would signal that this is the item that you're purchasing. Mm-hmm. This would be the similar situation, except this is happening with our health.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, well, I don't feel it's a big of a problem as already if you want to travel anywhere in the world, you'll, you're going to need a PCR test or a yeah. D- some countries are even opting for a DPI test, which is with the blood. And, Have you uh, seen
3: the saliva test?
1: And there is a saliva yeah. test as well. So you already do need a, a, a negative result to travel. Mm. It just has that you have basically a passport that in your phone, which is a QR code, that does show you don't need a paper, you don't need anything. It's in the system that hey I'm negative. So I don't I don't think it's a big deal. But you know some people want to make a big deal out of everything. <laughs> but uh, but we've
3: also seen China uh, attach a lot more to those QR yeah, codes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you do have a point. China does attach a yeah. lot. And uh, I mean, but at this point in time, we did see China in the beginning of the pandemic was the hardest hit country. And it did originate in mainland China. So we do kind of have to see that because of these circumstances, that's why China acted the way it did. But uh, for the human rights advocates, I think uh, you should <laughs> calm your horses a little bit. Uh, everything's going to be all right.
3: Yes, indeed. Let us know your thoughts. 4215, do it a Salat or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Would you... Be fine with having a QR code if that means you will resume international travel with a lot less corona cases. I would in a heartbeat. Yes,
1: it'd be safer not only for you, but for the people around you. So uh, if it's safer and it's better, it's quicker and you can travel. Why not? Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215. Or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back.
3: When we come back, we're talking all about Snapchat Spotlight. Paying users $1 million for viral hits.
2: Apps all around.
3: What's
1: worth a click and download? Watch out, TikTok, because we have a rival for you—a rival for viral videos. Yes, indeed. Now, Snapchat is going to pay users one million dollars a day for viral hits. Now, it is trying to compete with TikTok on viral videos, and we do know that TikTok did create a platform, which is the creators' platform, where creators can get paid their viral hits and you can get paid up to $1 million a day and would run until at least the end of the year if you get a viral hit.
3: Well, this is definitely going to be luring a lot of TikTokers to maybe, maybe just try out Snapchat instead of posting their content on tiktok now this new spotlight feature will basically be using an algorithm that will recommend the most engaging posts that you should go ahead and watch based on what you're interested in so it's very much like instagram's trending page or twitter's trending page instagram's search field where Mm -hmm. you'll basically find all the posts that you're interested in but that also pop up pretty frequently The $1 a day payment would run, as you've mentioned, Hani, at least until the end of the year. But if it ends up being successful, it could potentially continue up until 2021.
1: Yes, indeed. But there's a little bit of guidelines before you jump on and start taking crazy videos. (laughs) Now, users do have to be 16 or over to be paid. And they have to obey a host of rules around copyright, sponsorship, and other things that are related to, uh, to prohibited content. And uh, the company does say it will moderate the feed for violations. And for anyone who is attempting to break the algorithm or kind of know what are they doing to kind of uh, catch whether or not you're trying to make a video viral.
3: 100%. And the videos do have to be submitted to the scheme to be able to become eligible for the earnings that Snapchat is providing. Now, how much a video makes for its owner will depend on a very complicated formula. But it does include how many views the video has. Snapchat, though, did not announce how many people the $1 million a day will be split between or what the maximum individual earnings might be. So let's say Hani and I go ahead and create a video together. Does that mean we each get a $1 million or does that mean we have to split it in between both of us? Who
1: knows? But uh, ladies and gentlemen, what also we can put into mind is that over 250 million people use Snapchat, and I am one of them. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you opt to make a million dollars a day (laughs) from Snapchat? We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about cybersecurity. You're
2: You're listening listening to
3: Pulse95. Pulse95.
1: This is Future Talk.
2: Future Talk. Future Talk with Al Saleh and Hany Balkas
3: stalkerware software is the topic of today and we all tend to hear about stories of people having softwares on their devices that are posing a big threat on their privacy, tracking all of their movements without them even knowing. And this is exactly why today we're going to be discussing all of this with a cybersecurity expert. More specifically, coming right out of Kaspersky, he is a regular on Future Talk. Imad Hafar is joining us today and he's going to be telling us all about what we need to do to tackle all of those uh, stalkerware software, but also how are they even present on our phones without even noticing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Imad.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure having you back on the show, Imad Now, let's talk about what is Stalkerware software because not a lot of people know what it is and how is it installed on devices without the knowledge of the users?
0: Sure. Uh, Stalker, Stalkerware, first of all, is um, technically a, a monitoring or a uh, what you can call a spyware. Mm-hmm. It has the ability to uh, uh, virtually Track any every any activity on the mobile device, being mm. from the uh, using the um, uh, keyboard or the keystrokes on the on the mobile, uh, to uh, have access to log calls, SMS messages, mm. uh, read files and photos, uh, GPS location. Mm. Really, anything that is on the mobile phone could be accessed by these uh, uh, applications, and then obviously sent over to the uh, operator of the, um, uh, the 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 application. Mm-hmm.
3: And a lot, of, a lot of us may be wondering, what risk does such software actually pose on the privacy of us as users?
0: Well, first of all, these apps are extremely intrusive. Mm. So uh, they are created to uh, have access to a lot of information on the mm. uh, mobile device or even the computer, really. And also they are created to be um, stealthy so it's mm. extremely hard to spot and find uh, the uh, such an application on the mm. uh, mobile device. Mm. Now obviously because it has access to all the information uh, more or less of, of, on the uh, mobile device, it obviously uh, invade the, the, the privacy of the user and then uh, make them uh, vulnerable and uh, completely exposed to the operator of the uh, uh, application. Mm. Uh, Probably the biggest uh, risk uh, to to privacy using uh, uh, StokeAway is the fact that the user, in most cases at least, users Mm. are not aware of the uh, fact that their device is infected with such uh, application and their activities is being uh, monitored. Mm. This is exactly why, uh, I mean, we started the, uh, uh, I mean, we were, Kaspersky was a founding partner in the coalition against uh, StokeAway to raise the awareness the, the, of the fact of uh, of uh, this application.
1: Mm-hmm. now i'm not a lot of people are actually familiar that you could have stalkerware and viruses and hacks on your phone now when we talk about a virus the, the first thing that automatically comes to your head is that your computer is infected with the virus someone is hacking into your computer yeah. and not many people are up to safety and security when it does come to their mobile phones so When it comes into the play of mobile phones and being secure with your mobile phones, what can the average user do to keep themselves safe?
0: Right, so we can, of course, use the general um, guidance or uh, Mm -hmm. advice to protect the uh, mobile phone or really any digital uh, electronic device, Mm -hmm. like uh, lock the device with a strong, uh, uh, hard-to-be-guess password (laughs) <laughs> Make sure the uh, applications installed on the mobile coming from the official store of the mobile yeah. vendor. Don't install unknown uh, application or applications from unknown sources. Mm. Um, using a uh, protection piece of software on the mobile device would help uh, a lot. Ours, for example, yeah, yeah, uh, the existence of anything that. Uh, uh, could have any risk, uh, uh, stock away-like uh, uh, activity and then warn the user of the existing of existence of this uh, such application. So being uh, 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 vigilant in, in general and being yes. uh, uh, um, careful with how and what you use on, on the mobile device is generally a good advice. Mm-hmm. Now, with the stalk away in particular, uh, users would need to be careful with uh, other aspects that are related specifically probably to stalk away. Mm. Like uh, being careful who has access to their mobile phone. Mm. Because sadly, stalk away are used mostly in uh, domestic violence cases, uh, women and children abuse cases. So we could expect in many cases that the um, the stalker or the, um, uh, the abuser, someone who is close to the victim probably lives with them maybe they do have the ability to get physical access to the device and then Mm. consequently they will be able to install such an application on the uh, mobile device
3: that's definitely an interesting point Mm. to mention because a lot of us sometimes you know give our passwords to our spouses our loved ones without necessarily taking into consideration the drawbacks Mm. of it
1: yes even best friends as well a lot of best friends they know each other's passwords now uh, for the normal person it's fine he's my best friend she's my best friend And uh, it does pose a risk because you don't know what someone's intentions are. 100%.
3: Um, Another question that comes to mind, Aymad, is we've talked about not downloading third-party applications from unknown sources. But what about the apps that are already on our phones? We hear a lot of stories about hackers accessing our webcams, a lot of people actually using social media platforms to spy on others. So is that another form of stalkerware software or we can say like a method of people that they use to track others?
0: Absolutely because uh, as you rightly said, StockAway isn't just the uh, a a piece of software, an application. Uh, It could be anything that uh, might be used to abuse the victim. Mm. Uh, This could be a setting setting in the operating system, something that usually uh, used for um, uh, legitimate purposes, but in the context, within that context, it's being used as a stalk away. So the uh, abuser, again, trying to get the upper hand in the relationship, trying to unveil uh, uh, or get their hands on uh, private information, maybe secrets, anything that uh, the, the user don't want to share with, with, with anyone. Mm. So it doesn't have to be a stalk away as an application. Of course, the biggest threat comes from the, the apps because usually they uh, would... Uh, get the, the the access to the data and the other applications on the mobile phone but it could be something as um, a uh, one of the settings of the the operating system um, a capability with another application which was mm. abused by a hacker or a third party to get some certain information about the user.
3: Mm-hmm, 100% and we've definitely seen a lot of cases of cyber stalking about 515 were detected in the GCC country just uh, up until this year of January 2020 so or since January 2020. So let us know if you have actually experienced this in any way, shape or form. Have you seen uh, your social media platforms being used to stalk you or have you heard of the story of a loved one? We'd love to discuss them on air anonymously. Yes. So share in your thoughts with us at 4215 do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Also, if you have any questions for Ahmad Hafad, he will happily answer them. But coming up on Future Talk we're going to be discussing a different form of using stalkerware since it could also be used in the relationship that parents have with their children. Mm
1: -hmm. And I have a story for that, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. So keep Pulse95 locked because we'll be right back. This is Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with
2: Omya al and Hany Balkis.
3: Today we're talking all about stalkerware software, the form of software that can pose privacy on or pose a risk on our privacy as users, and it's basically any application that could be tracking us without us even knowing. Now, before the break, we were talking all about using stalkerware software to spy on women, for women to spy on men, and basically in marriages. But stalkerware software can also sometimes deem to be benefit when it comes to a parent's relationship with his child.
1: <laughs> yes. Now, for the record, this isn't my story, but around 10 years ago, my friend and I would always be in his car. He just had his uh, driver's license. And uh, his dad would always call us and say, hey, where are you? Oh, we just finished having dinner. Oh, yeah. How was the dinner at McDonald's? And he, we'd be like, how does he always know? We're, we're all the way in charge. How does he know where we're at? Yeah. So turns out over after a couple of years, he, <laughs> he, he kind of confesses. He said, I had a phone in the spare tire of the car. And I would always track you guys with GPS location. It is crazy. So, so that, that was 10 years ago. Now technology has changed in 10 years.
3: And now he it's. He doesn't sti- even need to stick a phone to the tire. All you <laughs> have to do
1: is stick an app on the phone.
3: Quite literally. And this is exactly why today we are joined by Head of Technical Experts at Kaspersky, Mr. Imad Hafar. Thank you so much for joining us, Imad. Thank you for having me. Imad, uh, as you heard from Hani, we, this is just like a snippet of many stories that we hear about parents using stalkerware. Being wear, overprotective, Being yes. overprotective, not trusting their children, but also the children sometimes don't give them a reason to trust them. Mm. Um, and we've seen a lot of parents using stalkerware software to basically track where their child is at. Does using such software pose any threat on the child's security and on the entire household's information?
0: Well, look, uh, to to be honest, this is probably the most controversial part when it comes to stalkerware and the uh, monitoring application uh, uh, as a whole. Because uh, to many, let's let's, let's just say parents, for example, uh, being able to uh, monitor what their kids are doing with their phone, their their, their whereabouts and everything else is very needed to protect and maintain the safety of their uh, children mm. many organizations or companies would also argue that they are monitoring their employees during business hours to ensure their productivity etc mm. etc et now the difference between having that application as a monitoring application for a legitimate use and converting it into a stalkerware away is very thin if it exists at all mm. Uh, because the very exact tools that we can use to monitor kids can be used also to abuse children, to Mm. abuse women, and and, and so on. Um, The the common thing among all these apps is that they definitely invade the privacy uh, of the user uh, um, um, extremely beyond, uh, in many cases, Mm. their knowledge.
2: Mm.
0: And uh, probably this is also the alarming part of it, because... If the user was aware that they are being monitored, uh, certain information is being collected from their devices, at least they have a chance to um, make a conscious decision and do whatever they want to do on the device. But if they are completely unaware of the fact that they are being monitored, this is a completely different um, uh, story. And there is another uh, consideration, parents and uh, anyone who uses these these apps have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm because these apps collect so much information intimate sensitive information about the users and these information are stored Mm -hmm. somewhere on the internet there there's always a chance that this information might be um, leaked hacked Mm -hmm. or the vendor the operator of the um, the vendor, let me say, of the yes. the, the app, yeah. is uh, uh, suffers from a security breach, and then the information of the family, the kids, employees, etc., mm-hmm. is all exposed on the internet. Mm. So we really need to be careful. Not only um, at the moment who has access to the data, maybe only the parents, but even in the future, mm-hmm. who could have access to that data? How long that data will be stored? And all the possible. Scenarios.
3: scenarios
1: yeah <laughs> now now, Imad, a lot of people do come and when they talk about stalkerware or viruses that do happen on the phone a lot of people think that this only happens to android devices yeah it would never happen to people who use ios the iphone what do you have to say yeah. about that
0: well look to be uh <laughs> to be fair, it yes. happens to all devices, Yes. Uh, of course, with different um, uh, impact, with different uh, level of intrusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have seen uh, apps uh, uh, installed on iOS devices that gives this kind of, of, of access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Apple and iOS are very strict when it comes to the uh, uh, level of access one app has over the other.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but nevertheless, that doesn't mean that they are 100% new. Uh, Obviously, the the, the biggest part we we see is on uh, Android devices. Mm. Uh, But as I said earlier, we we have also to remember that it may not necessarily be a piece of software. It could be some of the operating Mm systems, some of the services that the operating system is using that's being abused or misconfigured to give the um, abuser uh, the uh, the access to, to, to that part.
3: Mm. Absolutely, and this is exactly where the skill between every user and the other actually comes to life because if a hacker really has his own tactics around it, you may not never even know that there's an actual app because he's using another app or using the operating software itself. Uh, Ahmed, I think after all the risks that we've discussed, all the scenarios, everyone is waiting to know what can they do and how can they find out? if they have Stalkerware installed on their devices without them even knowing, what can they do to check?
0: Right. So, because of the nature of Stalkerware, there is, uh, or there are, uh, Mm. technical and, let me say, non-technical ways of uh, checking if at least there is a chance of having such an app on the uh, mobile device. Mm -hmm. On the technical part, remembering that the applications are extremely stealthy, it would be very rare uh, to find the app uh, um, installed on the device with a very clear name or known name, that this is a stalkerware or a, a spyware. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. most probably, it will use different names, uh, mostly names that are uh, maybe familiar to the user, so it doesn't draw any suspicious. Um, 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 but the the best way place actually to to look for such application is to go into the settings of the. A, 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 a mobile device yeah. and can look at the list of installed apps mm. in there if the user spot anything that is um, suspicious uh, looks suspicious and to them uh, at least they need to look that up mm. uh, also it would be a good idea to to look for the um, in the permission list. What yeah. application has a lot of permissions to use a lot of things on the mobile device? And
3: we've seen iOS actually come up with, in their new iOS 14, it gives you more options to actually control the permissions mm-hmm. section. Yes.
0: Correct. correct, correct. But the, if you find an app that has access, say, to, I don't know, the camera, microphone, almost everything on, on, on the mobile device, that's to say the least is suspicious mm. and needs to be examined with more uh, details. 100%. Now, yeah, on, on the uh, probably the non-technical uh, ways of uh, verifying uh, if the uh, mobile has uh, any software. Uh, hmm. uh, I mean, any abnormal behavior on the mobile could indicate that there is something wrong uh, hmm. happening on the mobile. It hmm. could be a uh, sudden uh, restart, freezes, uh, mm. battery being drained uh, quickly, yeah. uh, large amount of data uploaded from the uh, uh, mobile device. Mm. And of course, knowing or keeping in mind that these talk away usually used in certain uh, cases, uh, again, in, in, in uh, uh, domestic uh, uh, violence cases, uh, women abuse and so mm. on, um, people will get to know if they are potentially mm. in such a case and then they um, can uh, try to, to, to find out if their devices are uh, infected with this uh, application.
3: Well, we've definitely gotten yes. all the ins and outs of device soccerware software apps today. Thank you so much, Imad Hafar, for joining us, and I hope everyone got a thing or two on maybe we should get a little bit into uh, interrogation style with our phones instead of just trusting every app to have permission to everything.
1: Thank you so much, Imad, for coming on once again. But now we do have to pave the way for the Halftime Show, the only place to be at three with Omar Addouri. They're coming on in about three minutes. But it's time for the Future Talk team to jump in the spaceship and go all the way to space. (laughs) But we're going to be here same time, same place tomorrow, only here on Pulse 95. 95.